Batman Universe. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Batman Universe podcast. This is episode 168, I want to say. Good job, yeah. 168. You were right the first time. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And if I was wrong, I wasn't. How's that? And uh, welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Jamie McGow, Magoo, Magoonicle, uh, Maguna Claus, just for oh. the upcoming holiday. Yeah, oh. let's let's just I'm just throwing that out there. It's a little ways out, but I just wanted to give it a try. And uh, with me is my co-host, my bat chum, my partner in crime, as always, Andy DiGenova. Andy, what's up, buddy? Not much. What's going on? Hello, Jamie. Hello, everybody out there. We're back again. We are. It's a slightly. I was we're, to think we're, of like we're, a. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say we're, we're doing slightly better because it's only we only had one week off. So, uh, you know, we're back. We missed everybody. It is an improvement. Yes. Yes. We're getting we're we're back on the saddle again, as they say, I think. Oh, like Aerosmith said. Overall. Indeed. Yes. You mm. got it. Yeah. Classic. Andy, I was trying to think of a snappy, snappy Christmassy name for you. For me? But. Yeah, because I did hmm. a stupid, snappy Christmas name for myself. We'll have to think about it. I had nothing. Yeah. I'm already so, pretty Christmassy. Na- I know. Your name is... You already have the Nova thing going on, too. And that's that's just always so cool. Anyway, <laughs> I guess we should probably get into our little... We got we to gotta do our medicine. You guys got to take the medicine first. I know. Here's a. We'll give it with a spoonful of sugar. And uh, here's a little bit of that. So, guys, we love doing the podcast. Uh, we love that you guys check in with us every week, whether or not we're here. And uh, listen, give us a listen. But this ain't free. So, unfortunately, uh, in order to keep this free for you guys, we have to ask if you guys could head over to thebatmanuniverse.net and uh, help us keep the server costs uh, down uh, because they are quite substantial as we have grown in size. And if you could throw us a few shekels on the right-hand side of the uh, BatmanUniverse.net page, you will see a uh, tab that kind of gives you some options as far as payment. And you guys have been out there uh, donating. So thank you guys for all of you who have donated. We're 70% funded, so we're very close. Um, and then we don't have to keep asking for this anymore because um, I know it's probably not the best to hear about. But, uh, you know, as it goes, uh, the world is a cruel mistress and, you know, we have to take lashings every once in a while. So uh, anyways, so just uh, if you head over to BatmanUniverse.net and check it out. And if you donated, thank you. And if you haven't, uh, whatever you can afford, we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you very much, guys. And uh, let's get into it. Andy. Should we talk about some news? I suppose. It's the thing we do. It's it's what we do. Um, Overall. I guess we'll kick off with the big news. Yes. And, and and it is, you know, we usually do kick off with the movies. And so uh, there is some big movie news. So last week, uh, we didn't address this on the show because we didn't do an episode last week. But last week, Ben Affleck tweeted out a video of what looked like a screen test or a costume test for 
none other than Deathstroke Ooh. on the set of Justice League. So he tweeted out this video. It was, it was recorded uh, of a monitor of this screen test of Deathstroke in full costume walking towards the camera with smoke blowing up on either side and the wind blowing. Uh, and Deathstroke just kind of stands there looking like a badass. That he is. And so it was, it was posted with no comment, no explanation, no nothing. Just posted. And then it was followed up by The Rap, who claims from sources inside the production that Deathstroke will be the main villain in the Batman solo film. So that is what we had heard. Of course, that was still unconfirmed. And then today, it was indeed confirmed that Joe Manganiello, who was famous for True Blood and the original Spider-Man film and How I Met Your Mother and... Uh, just being a spicy meatball. Yeah, just a, and being just married to Sofia Vergara. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. That is a good one to be famous for. And Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Ooh, good pull. Yeah, which I recommend because <laughs> it's a hoot. Uh, anyway, it was confirmed today that he is indeed playing Deathstroke. Uh Again, we assume for the Batman solo film, he uh, he was already rumored, if you remember, like a year ago, he was rumored to play Deathstroke in Suicide Squad. That yeah. obviously didn't pan out, so now it seems they were just waiting. He is now doing it in Batman, whatever that movie's going to be called. So, Jamie, how you feeling about all this? Dude, I love it. I think, I think uh, as we talked previously, we thought, you know, the guy has definitely has the look. He has the stature to play this kind of character. He's already got the kind of peppery, you know, because as, as you guys know, we're real big into wigs. And, you know, I, if you are a far back listener, uh, I've gotten into the touch of gray. Uh, conversation uh, and you you are a big of, fan of the touch of gray. I'm a huge fan it's of like, the touch of gray. It's like your I thing. can't wait to do it myself. And uh, <laughs> sorry to hear what you said, Andy. I have the tiniest touch of gray. I just have one strand on the left side of my head, so it's just the teensiest touch. Do you lead with that right side, like when you're when you're in like really heavy, uh, important conversations, so that they know? Like you're a distinguished man, and that you need to be respected because you have some some peppery pepperiness in there. No, no, I, I, I don't like do. it. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should get in there and just really let them, you know, focus in on that because. And, and what's the spreads? You won't have to lead with it as much. Uh, but Joe Manganiello, he's got that going on. He's got the touch of gray, uh, that pepperiness, which uh, generally <laughs> Deathstroke we have seen. Slade has got that uh, that pepperiness as well. Sorry for all the pepper talk. I I just get excited. But yeah, this is a great casting. I, I think it's going to be really cool. I think he's going to bring that intensity uh, that you look for in Slade. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be rad. What about you, Andy? I love this dude. I think he's great. I'm so glad he's finally getting his shot. Uh, I think he's going to be great as Deathstroke. And I, I, you, you bring up his touch of gray, of course. What I think is so great about that is the fact that now he is the age where he makes a better Deathstroke because he's just, you know, he's gotten a little older. He's kind of got some, like you said, salt and pepper in the hair. Um, whereas 10 years ago, he still was a little too young looking. I think now, you know, they can, they can age him up just a tiny bit because Deathstroke... If you read the comics, he's not a young guy. He's an older guy. So yeah. uh, 
he I think now he looks perfect for the part. He's a big guy, so he can definitely go toe to toe with Affleck's Batman and be a formidable opponent. So I think it's super exciting. Uh we were talking about this with Brian. I will say I hope he's not the only villain for the Batman film. Agreed. Uh I like Deathstroke, but I don't want him to preclude us getting some of the other rogues gallery in the film. So I'm fine with him being part of the action, but I hope that it's not all about him because I want someone else. I want a Riddler. I want a penguin. I want a Mr. Freeze. I want a scarecrow. I don't care. I just want some, a a more traditional Batman uh, villain mixed in there as well. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I think he works best when he's kind of a foil, you know, he's sort of this like, um, you know, he's this this formidable force that has to be dealt with, but he's not necessarily setting up everything. He's not necessarily the mastermind behind some huge diabolical plan. I just love like when he's kind of like a knife in the side of Batman where it's like, yeah, you got enough to deal with. Well, tough, you know, and he's 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 very similar to Batman in very many ways. And so I think that's why um, he's a, he's a great fit, you know, and I think. I think Joe Manganiello was uh, was definitely one of the people that people were throwing around before Affleck. The Affleck casting uh, was announced as far as uh, being able to take on, you know, the the age and and definitely the the uh, silhouette mm-hmm. of of a new Batman. And uh, so yeah, like it's it's going to be really cool. But yeah, I, I really hope that we do get one of the other you know villains that we all love um that hasn't gotten their their uh their chance to shine in the spotlight cinematically yeah first but even so that said i think this is great casting i think it's awesome um yeah and today you know today everyone was running with the story that oh jeff johns confirmed but nobody was saying where he confirmed this but then uh joe manganello retweeted the test footage and then he uh retweeted the confirmation story and said it's on so i think it's pretty yeah. safe to say hashtag confirmed yes indeed hashtag confirmed yes it's uh it's kind of funny how these things roll out and how it seems even like with the f- the footage that we saw like it that's the kind of thing that it sort of just feels like ben affleck started just kind of filming that and because especially because he's He's, uh, you know, such a huge portion, not only playing Batman, but a, a part of the creation of this next movie, you know, uh, directing and, and everything like nobody's going to question if he's the one like kind of taking a film of something. They're like, well, you know, like you're taking footage of this, I guess, you know, you should probably run that through the marketing team. But there's a part of me that feels like he was just like, well, what if we just throw this out there and then kind of, you know. Maybe checked, but maybe not so much. Yeah. And then, in the same way that, you know, that Joe, they're like, oh, it's not confirmed. And he's like, oh, no, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. And they're like, well, I, I guess that's out there. I guess once the uh, actor confirms it, it's like, yeah, uh, you can pretty much take that to the bank. So it's cool. I love it, though. It, it just helps build a lot of, you know, the excitement about these movies. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So very nice. Something exciting. Uh, Other movie news. Let's talk a little bit about Suicide Squad because it uh, passed a pretty significant milestone this past week. So not only did Suicide Squad pass up Man of Steel in the global box office, 
That's crazy. It also uh, domestically passed $300 million. So now Suicide Squad has made $301 million domestically, $378 million internationally, so for a grand total of $679 million. That is bonkers, man. Who would have thought? Especially at how <laughs> how much criticism it received, you know that would outperform Man of Steel. I mean, that yeah, is, that is just that crazy. It's not but. not going to reach the heights of BVS, uh, but for Suicide Squad, that's really good. It seems definitely like it's going to pass seven hundred million dollars now, which is awesome. And that's considering it never opened in China. So, jeez. I mean, yeah. When you just think about like that that conversation outside of what we've already seen and know of these movies, you know, take that conversation back 10 years ago and go, okay, which one's going to gross more uh, a new rebooted so- Superman movie or a suicide squad film? Oh, the Joker's in it and Harley Quinn. So it's, it's got some big pull and dead shot, mm-hmm. but you know, which one's going to do better? I mean, I would, I'd be like, no way is Suicide Squad going to be able to touch up a Superman movie. Like, that's, I know. It's going to do well, but man, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's great. It's terrific. It's fantastic. Thrilling. Uh, thrilling. <laughs> I'm sure that's Christopher Nolan. That's what he said when he, he saw he's, this headline. He's thrilled. He is. Uh Another little Suicide Squad tidbit. This is kind of random, but Shia LaBeouf who was in Fury, said that uh, David Ayer approached him about being in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I heard this, man. I, that's, oh, what, how do you feel about this one, Andy? Uh, so apparently he was set, uh, approached him about the role that Scott Eastwood played, which was GQ, like, who was just kind of uh, Rick, Rick Flagg's number two. Yeah. Um, but uh, Shia LaBeouf said the character was different initially. Then Will Smith came in and the script changed a bit. That character and Tom Hardy's character got written down to build Will up. Ah. Uh, and then he also said that Warner Brothers vetoed his casting. They said, I don't think Warner Brothers wanted me. I went in to meet and they were like, nah, you're crazy. You're a good actor, but not this one. It was a big investment for them. Mm. So... Uh, how do I feel about it? I think it's for the best because yeah. uh, it would have been bizarre and maybe a little distracting, even though I will say he was good in Fury. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so you know, uh, I I can't say he would have been horrible because he was good in Fury and he worked with David Ayer there, but uh, he is kind of crazy uh, yeah, with, with all due respect. He's unstable. Yeah, I, I it might not have been a bad fit if he was going to play an inmate or someone, you know, at Bell Reeve or at Arkham or, you know, something along those lines. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because it's like, look, like you said, you know, he's kind of crazy, but he really pulls it together and gives a, a great performance in these in these films where he's not like a crazy person or he's not acting that way. So, um so yeah, I, I think he could have done well, but man, especially at, at that role or that part, um, that would be very unusual for him to be playing that character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't see him taking the back seat that was kind of required. I think Scott Eastwood was definitely a very good. I, I, he was a little bit. I don't know if I want to say underserved, 
but um, you know, he wasn't like crucial, crucial part of the story. And you know, I think his the amount of acting that he's done is probably appropriate for the amount of acting that kind of was required in that movie. Mm-hmm. So you know, it didn't it didn't feel weird. Like if Shia LaBeouf would have been in that uh, movie in that role, I I feel like we'd have been like, well, that oh that was it. That's all he did. Okay, well that's fine. But yeah, I I agree that I think it's probably a a a, a safe maneuver. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, another little tidbit from just DC Films. It appears that uh, Aquaman is going to shoot in Australia next year. Now, this isn't a huge shock since James Wan, the director, is Australian, but this is according to the Daily Telegraph. No start date was given, uh, but it said that pre-production will begin sometime this year, late this year before Christmas. Uh, And then uh, they also, last, last week, Daily Mail also reported that some of Aquaman would be filmed at Warner Brothers Studios' Leaves Den, which is where Justice League is shooting right now. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm sure that's going to be really cool. Some of the, you know, waters and the the scenery there are, are going to be really... I mean, it, honestly, you could... I'm sure a good portion of, of what they're going to show, um, you know, the Atlantis kind of, um, you know, uh, setting. There's going to be a, a good good deal of it that's going to be probably cg but it's nice when they can use uh, a lot of the palette of of the country that's already there and everybody knows that australia has some some of the best uh snorkeling scuba diving and and scenery as far as underwater in the world so that's pretty cool and yeah of course like you said james wan you know he's like yeah, let's, let's bring it back home how about that <laughs> well and today he instagrammed like it looked like he was location scouting. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw I saw it reposted on Twitter, um, and no one really grabbed it. So it has it hasn't really hit uh, any of the news sites or anything. But yeah, like some people were sharing it on Twitter that he took a picture of this like gorgeous uh, water, and then it looked like these these kind of like ancient ruins, but not too ancient. Uh, and he was like, "What a beautiful location! Wouldn't it be amazing for some sort of oceanic adventure?" Uh, so that's kind of cool too. So you should. Uh, <laughs> You should search him on Instagram to find that photo. Yeah, indeed I will. And then I guess uh, Amber Heard, who is still playing Mara, uh, she has been caught working out for the part of Mara. But it seems that her work on Justice League has not begun because she's just out there working out, and we've seen no, you know, we've seen nothing about her shooting. We've definitely not gotten an official photo or anything. But she is getting prepped for the role. Yeah, that's that's a huge part of these things. Like mentally, you know, these these actors, I'm sure, are going, okay, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to portray this character and and do it justice? You know, but at the same time, you know that there's a a large part of them that's going, ah, damn, like I'm going to have to work my ass off the next you know know. year or whatever, and eat nothing good. For a oh year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like Ben Affleck, think about how much muscle he put on. And at his age, I mean, he even said in the BBS special features, he's like, you know, at my age, it's not easy to, to put on that kind of muscle. And then, you know, and then he had to lean out so that you, you could show off that muscle too. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that is, that is brutal, you know, on somebody who's 
you know, doing other movies and has this busy life. And then, you know, they're rich and famous, so they can have the the best food in the world. And they're like, oh, well, can you make this really healthy thing taste like the best food in the world? That would be that would be great because I cannot eat um, anything with calories for the next yep. year and a yep. half. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget when when uh, Ryan Reynolds was doing Green Lantern. I remember him like. In an interview, one thing I love about Ryan Reynolds is he like he doesn't bullshit much. He's pretty straightforward and he's he's pretty honest about stuff. And I remember them going, "Oh my god, you're you're in such amazing shape for this role." And he's like, "Yeah, it's horrible. I eat nothing but cardboard, and it's awful, and I'm yeah. starving." And you know, and I, oh, absolutely, yeah, I yeah, it's great when they can they kind of it like, looks great, but your life is miserable. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, we suffer for this. So appreciate it. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, it definitely works out. But holy cow. It's like, yeah, there's a reason that they look better than most people because most people are not willing to do that. Except for Jared Leto. I think he's the only one that it's like that that was all disgusted when he had to. Oh, yeah. Weight. Yeah. We need to put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, F you, Jared Leto. He's like, oh, he's drinking butter and chocolate. It's like, whatever, man. Like, but. Go enjoy it. Like go go live it up when you're gonna put on weight. Don't don't be weird. Right? <laughs> Come on. Anyway, no, yeah. So so good on her. I mean, I don't think she's uh, you know she's not really out of shape by any. Yeah, she's all she's already character. in fine shape. Uh, the question is, is like, are they gonna bulk her up at all? Or yeah, you know who yeah. knows. But I can't wait for the photo. I want to see what Mara's gonna look like. That's gonna be a big one, man. That's, yeah, that's, she's so still blonde you, too. So I'm like, are they gonna dye her hair? Is she gonna have a wig, or is Mara gonna be blonde? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because you know it's like after seeing obviously what they've done with Aquaman, you know, we're probably not gonna get the kind of just sort of green jumpsuit kind of scaled suit that she generally wears. It's, but you know, where does that kind of the more Polynesian? tribal look in uh kind of intersect something like that so mm. you know it may it may still be a full body suit who knows but um yeah i'm really i'm really pumped about that that'll be cool to yeah see. so speaking of justice league uh J.K. Simmons was out there talking about another movie, and of course, someone couldn't help but ask him about Justice League, so here's what he had to say. This was an interview with uh, E.T. It says, so you're moving back into your own superhero world with Justice League. How's filming going? And he says, my part is done. They're filming that for basically most of 2016, so some of the superheroes are still at work in jolly old London, but I'm back home with my family. And then uh, the, the interviewer asked, playing Commissioner Gordon, I assume that most of your scenes are with Ben Affleck's Batman, but did you, did you get to play around with anyone else on the team? And he said, yeah, mostly with Ben. In this first installment of the Justice League, Commissioner Gordon is not a particularly sizable part. We just kind of introduce him and see a little bit of his interactions with Batman and with most of the Justice League. That was a really fun set. Zack Snyder runs sort of a big happy family, and it's obviously in many ways a very different work environment when you're working on a big giant movie like that than a relatively small movie like The Meddler, which is the movie he's promoting. Mm. But at the end of the day, the director is the one who sets the tone. One of the things that Zach and the meddler director, Loren, have in common is they're just nice, smart, competent, fun people that you don't mind spending a 12-hour day with. Man, what a good, like, 
press interview right there, he's like, he doesn't just divulge fully into, you know, this other universe. He still keeps it about the movie he's promoting. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's, he shifts it back because yeah. they're like, they're like, yeah, 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 the meddler. But uh, Justice League. And he's like, Justice League's been great. Just like my work on the meddler. <laughs> it's very similar. It's funny you should mention that. Funny you should mention it, but uh, but it's kind of cool to hear. Like you know, I mean, I mean, he's not going to say, "Oh, just Zack Snyder's an a hole," but it's kind of nice to hear him yep. go. You know, like he runs a big happy family. It's a pleasure to work on, um, and just just the idea of of getting a glimpse of that Gordon Batman relationship in this new version ugh, gets yeah. me excited. Yeah, I, it'll be really cool because you. I'm sure. I mean, it's not surprising to hear that it's it's pretty. You know, his portion is small in this, but I hope it has a great, you know, just great launching point because you know I'm sure we're all speculating that Gordon will be a much much larger part in the Batman movie, and uh, you know that it's just going to be. We've really gotten used to Gordon being a really pivotal part of. Uh, of Batman's, you know, life and, and, you know, his crime fighting and, and, you know, especially in the Nolan films, how big of a role he plays. So I think we'll probably get, if I had to guess more of that. Um, but yeah, really cool just to see that, you know, um, he, he got to, you know, spend some time with those guys. And yeah, like you said, you know, everybody's really had nice stuff to say about Zack Snyder. So it's cool to hear him echoing that. And, you know, it just, it always I always think about that. I'm like, well, he's such a he's such a great guy. You know, it's always like when you know, coworkers, right? Well, like when somebody's maybe not the best at what they do, but like if they're just so pleasant, you're like people will be like, Oh, their work is shit and you're like, um, But they're yeah, so but nice. They're, they're so nice. I mean, so is it that bad? <laughs> but they're funny. <laughs> like that's that's Zack Snyder for me. Like I don't think his work is crap, but you know, uh, for all the people that But it's do. hard to rip on him because he's such a good guy. Yeah, it is and his his purpose and intent was so pure, like was to to really do justice. And so I'm like, guys, come back off. This is our friend here. Jeez. Leave him. Leave Zack Snyder alone. Everybody leave him alone. Yeah, we'll put we will put on mascara and cry on camera if you guys don't back off. Yeah, I'll We've done put it on I'll put on mascara. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, another little Justice League tidbit here. Uh, it looks like they're working with Change.org again uh, because Change.org just published a new video with the cast of Justice League, or at least five of the the members. So that would be Ben Affleck, uh, Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Momoa, and Ezra Miller. And they're talking and supporting uh, the youth of Standing Rock in their campaign to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. So you can check out that video at change.org, and you can also help and contribute to Respect Our Water by going to change.org slash respectourwater, but respect is spelled R-E-Z-P-E-C-T. So change.org respect our water. Yes. Yeah, and I love that video where it's just like the collection of them. It looks like they're just kind of after hours. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ezra Miller's wearing like his, like a red, like he looks like, uh, kind of like Hugh Hefner esque, <laughs> like yeah. in his little bathrobe. I mean, they could be shooting, you know, and then he's just covering up the costume. Who knows? But right. uh, and I like Momoa's, how, yeah, Momo's like, I don't need no shirt. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if I looked like that, I mean, I'm looking at the action figures in my room, and I'm like, yeah, that guy pretty much, like, you could sculpt straight off that guy's body, and it's, like, perfect. He's just... I would never wear a shirt if I looked like that. I mean, <laughs> dear God, you, you couldn't you couldn't force me to. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, nobody wants me to wear a shirt. No one. Ask it's so hot in here. <laughs> if you ripped like that, Andy, I would I would be like, why are you wearing a shirt, man? What are oh, you doing? Thanks, you're man. Punish, you're punishing everybody. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, the Wall Street Journal published an interview with uh, the the co-heads of DC Films, so Jeff Johns and John Berg. Um, so, I guess that's where Jeff Johns confirmed Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. Ah, so that's interesting. Okay, good. I didn't, cool. I didn't know. I couldn't figure out where the confirmation was coming from. But yeah. anyway, they talked about Batman and they talked about Batman's actions in Batman v Superman, uh, and. Here's what they said. Justice League will also directly address Batman's extreme actions in the last movie, such as torturing criminals and nearly killing the Man of Steel, rather than accept them as par for the course. And ex- and, it- and it's expected to have fewer of Mr. Snyder's controversial flourishes, like the dream sequences in BVS, in favor of focusing more tightly on the plot, uh, people close to the picture said. So this was not from Jeff Johns or from John Berg. It just says people close to the picture. But yes. apparently people who are close to the movie are saying that they will address uh, how extreme Batman was in BVS. Yeah, well, I mean, I, obviously you you get that they're implying the dream sequence, obviously the one where he's really using excessive force. But it's funny to to target that one because that one I felt was pretty obvious. It was some sort of... A dream. I mean, considering he wakes up afterwards, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know it's it's kind of interesting to think of that. You know, a lot of people are speculating, obviously, that is a vision. Um, so that 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 could be future brutality. But um, you know, it's it's weird to me that they would stray away from the dream sequences because I never felt those were a weakness or anything like that. But uh, I, t- I obviously we get you know the whole focus on. The killing, you know. Well, and I, I did. I did hear some people go, "How many dream sequences are in this movie?" So, oh, I, really? Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, not that those were a big, uh, a big deal breaker or anything, but I don't think there's anything wrong with focusing more on the actual plot. And I think that when they're talking about addressing Batman's extreme actions, it's not really about the dream sequence. It's about the rest of the movie. Yeah. The branding and the shooting and the blowing up cars and all that stuff, Um, which I'm glad. I'm glad they'll address it. It'll be nice to address it. Uh, Not necessarily for me, probably not necessarily for you, because I think we're okay. But because it was such a controversial part of that movie, it's a kind of a nice way to say to the fans who did not like that, okay, we've heard you and Batman this isn't that Batman anymore. Batman has learned from that. He's come back to where he should be. He's a hero again. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I would love to see if I had any talent in editing and uh, if any of you out there do that sort of thing, I would love to see if there was a, a way that you could just do with just fancy. I mean, you could do anything with editing truly, but, um, basically just like even the, the chase scene, Right, you know, where in the Batmobile and where a lot of people had 
a real hard time with some of that brutality and you know like the guy in the back with the gatling gun and how that dude he just shoots him and then that car is just you know blows up and tumbles and explodes it's like there's no way that guy survives uh you know i i really feel that just clever cutaways and things like that would really really take away some of that emphasis because i you know we've seen it time and time again where that kind of thing happens where it's like oh well you don't see the guy with the dynamite on his chest blow up so it's possible he lived it's like no it's not but okay (laughs) but it, it just it just makes people feel better when they don't have to think about it or it's not put right in front of them and so yeah like it 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 just i i hope that's the way that they handle it really is just some you know, they just pan away or just some tricky editing kind of things, you know, we're just not seeing that kind of thing happen because whatever, you know, these kinds of movies are going to be violent. They're going to have some of this stuff. Um, you know, you just have to be clever about it. But of course, it's a it's a tricky issue. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks a lot. Well, I I will say that I um you're talking about kind of re-editing it and editing it around some of those controversial things. I I I want to do that. I want to re-edit the Martha scene. Because I I think honestly, I think the the scene would have worked better for people if there had been no conversation at all about Martha and Batman just went to spear Superman and stopped himself because he saw what he was doing. And then he, you know, and then he flashes back to Joe Chill and everything, and then he throws the spear. I think that would have played way better, and I think that would have been enough. I I feel like the Martha scene, even though you, again, you and I didn't really have an issue with it, yeah. was a perfect example of them overthinking it, where I think it would have worked better for more people if Batman went in to finish off Superman and then realized, and just quietly realized to himself what he had done or what he was doing and got disgusted with himself and threw the spear with no, you've got to save Martha. So I wanted to like recut it that way just to see how it would play. But that means finding the time to do so. And I don't know if I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that could have really worked. You know, I mean, we've seen that. It could have been, I honestly think it would have been as, as simple as that instead of, instead of the, the Martha thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, we see, we see. Uh, I mean, they did that honestly with that character in The Dark Knight, where that guy is talking that big talk about how he's going to blow up the other boat. And when they finally hand him the trigger, he can't do it because mm-hmm. he realizes, as much as he wants to, he's just not a monster. He can't do something so horrible, you know. Even even though he knows the cost of not doing it or the yeah. potential cost of not doing it. I agree. I think that could have totally worked, especially somebody who's generally such a moral compass for justice and right and wrong, like Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he could, he could, I, I think that's really cool. I, I had never thought of that. Um, I would love to see that. I would love to see that as well. Yeah. Somebody or, just or, re-edit the whole movie. With please do it. Please do that for me. Like, or like how Robin at the end of Batman forever refuses to kill two face. Oh, and right. he's like, I'd rather see you in jail. Mm, There's a very, yeah. very moving moment. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd rather see it edited another way? No, I was just saying, like, as. as never mind. <laughs> I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I just was. I just oh, wanted to protect Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Uh, you get it again, Batman Forever. You're, you'll never, you're never safe. You're never safe. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, back to that interview um, about the DC films uh, in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Jeff Johns specifically actually addressed the the films and kind of where they're going and where they've been. So. Uh, aside from confirming Joe Manganiello, he also talked about Justice League and how they're approaching the film. Here's what he said. He said, mistakenly in the past, I think the studio has said, oh, DC films are gritty and dark, and that's what makes them different. That couldn't be more wrong. It's a hopeful and optimistic view of life. Even Batman has a glimmer of that in him. If he didn't think he'd make tomorrow better, he'd stop. Uh... Right on. I think that's that's great. Astute, I will say, Mr. Johns. Astute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that was nice. And then uh, just another little clip from the Wall Street Journal. This is not from Jeff Johns. This is another thing that, that's gleaned from them talking to other people at Warner Brothers, but it says this. It says... Uh, after the backlash of Batman v Superman, that was when Warner Brothers made the decision uh, to ha- to give Jeff Johns and John Berg the authority to run DC Films. And here's what it's here's what these apparently WB employees said. They said, while they knew the movies had flaws and expected them to be controversial, Warner executives were taken aback by the overwhelmingly negative responses. They believed they had created more grounded, character-based stories that, like The Dark Knight, would favorably stand out from chief rival Marvel Studios' consistently successful but fluffier fare, such as The Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. No surprise there, to me. I mean, I I don't think they had any idea. I I personally, when we saw the movie, you know, I think we were kind of shocked. Yeah, you know about everyone's reactions. So, so I could easily see why why they thought so because they they went in, watched the movie, they're like, yeah, it works, it's cool. People aren't going to weigh so heavily on this, but I think it's a combination of of people just see things differently, and you know, a lot of momentum. You know, once people kind of start hearing, oh yeah, well he he's these things are dark or these are brutal or you know blah blah blah, and then they start focusing on that. They're like, yeah, it is dark, it is brutal, it is you know, and then. And then game over. So um, yeah, it's 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 a shame. It's a shame when you when you put something out there and you're like, oh, I didn't know it was that. Oh, <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, and I think that's exactly it. They're like, oh, you know, let, let's do our own thing. Like people loved the Dark Knight. People liked something that was a little more mature, a little edgier, and so let's do that. And that way, we won't be Marvel and. They so they knew they were doing something different, but they did. They were not ready for the the lashing they got. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I will say, man, I I I really feel like they have done a great job carving out their own thing. Um, they are always going to be compared with Marvel because Marvel's, you know, it's Pepsi and Coke here. You know, like they're you're always going to get a comparison of the two, and so many people are like, oh. They took for this from this and that from that. I honestly do not think they're that similar at all. You know, I think that there are themes and tones that the comics are similar. And so, of course, you're going to get a lot of crossover. But I, I applaud them, you know, honestly, and in, in how they've made, how they made Batman v Superman, how they made Man of Steel, um, because I think they really have set their own tone, even if it's not necessarily a tone 
that some people like, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now they, you know, and now they're they're adjusting for what people might like a little better and, and great. Um, and actually, John Berg, he did say, talk about that, um, talking about Justice League and how it's going to be less dark than BVS. Um, John Berg said, we accelerated the story to get to the hope and optimism a little faster. Uh, so I love that hope and optimism is their new catchphrase. Like, take a drink. Every time they say hope and optimism now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're just just really driving it home. We're like, gosh, I, I didn't know this is how they were going to do it. It's exactly the same film tonally, just like <laughs> just the same grit and, and all the stuff that people disliked about BVS. But they're, they just say hope more. Just <laughs> like, hope. That's not what we meant, guys. That's not what we meant. Like, we gave you more hope and optimism. Like, well, verbally, I guess. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Nice. So uh, another yeah. – uh, we'll move on from Justice League. I think that's all we got for now. But another yeah. um, sadder note from yeah. movies is uh, Leslie H. Martinson, who directed Batman the movie in 1966, passed away this week. That's sad, but dude, he died. He was one hundred and one. Yeah, he sure was. So, dude. as sad as it is that he has passed, the guy had a good run. He did, man. And what a what a shining. You know, it's cool that he lived to see not only all the love for you know that that old uh, version of Batman, but. The resurgence, you know, and to see the it, it remastered and the love come back again for uh, for that film. So yeah, it's that that's really cool that he got to see all that before he passed. But yeah, uh, always a bummer to to lose somebody who was such a big part of um, you know. I know for us that's that's a huge influence, and everybody always thinks of you know the shark repellent and that scene of. Of Batman hanging from the helicopter, which is from that movie, and uh, it's just—it's so great. I know, and that just so celebrated sad. fifty years. Yeah, man, that's bonkers. Can you imagine that? That's like fifty years ago. I did this huge thing in his career. You know, it's like my gosh, he lived so much life after this, like you know, monument in his career. That's so cool. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Pop it sir. in. Yes, Leslie. R.I.P., sir. All right. So, uh, moving on. There is a new Batman Unlimited coming out. Ooh. It's already out digitally. But here's what I just found out. Is that it's not even being released on Blu-ray. What the? It's digital or DVD only. That's so weird. Isn't that weird? I was like, why would you do that? We're going to go ahead and take a step back from this whole weird Blu-ray nonsense. It's clearly not going to catch. But, I mean, honestly, maybe this is based off of um, sales and that maybe more people who watch the animated movies watch more DVDs. Yeah, because it's for kids. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
That's weird. It's weird, right? So I was like, I guess I'll buy it digitally then, because the DVD seems kind of pointless to me. Um, yeah. But anyway, Batman Unlimited, Mechs vs. Mutants, it's already out digitally, so you can check that out. And then it's available on DVD uh, next week on September 13th. So, like I said, I guess, I guess I'm going to buy it digitally. Yeah. Do you you usually watch the digital versions or you you're you're pretty good about using those? Yeah. Aren't you? Andy? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love digital versions, but I like to have the choice. Yeah. For me, I mean this would probably I never watch the digital versions of movies. So this would be like, oh okay. I mean I guess I guess the quality is still gonna be okay, but you're we're all used we're all used to Blu ray quality now. Like that's I know. Okay. I know. I don't want to watch grainy old DVD. I know. DVD? Gross. What is that? I stash my DVD player with my 8-track player. And they could sit and be friends together in the dust forever. <laughs> I don't want to take it back out. I don't want to give it false hope. It's let it die, all right, you weirdos? <laughs> but looking forward to it. Yeah. Anyway. Some, something else coming out. Uh, along animation, uh, there's also now some rumors flying around because Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who, of course, just did The Killing Joke, uh, they were in Canada's Fan Expo. Um, and they were asked if they were going to do something else or what were they were going to do next. And Conroy said to Mark Hamill, what do you think about doing Hush? And then Hamill said, what do you think about doing a death in the family? So these, these guys know exactly what they're doing, right? Like, I love that they're basically going, hey, like, set up to get the fans riled up. And then they're both kind of going, well, this is kind of setting up future work for each of us at the same time. Because stuff like this happens, man. Like, the, somebody will say something or mention something, and next thing you know... Who knows? I know. I know. So, um, definitely they've got to do Hush. But I feel like Hush is another one of those that's so long, it's going to be hard to squeeze it into 75 minutes. Um, yeah. I feel I like to, almost, for Hush, you should do a two-parter like they did for uh, Dark Knight Returns. Or almost episodically, because really, like, the, each of the encounters in the book really feel like their own episode. Like, yeah. I could see it being like... Uh, you know, like a six, six half hours or something like that. You know, yeah. Uh, I know that would be crazy expensive and crazy to animate. I'm sure they wouldn't invest uh, that kind of money to that story. While it is popular, it still is not, you know, that popular. But at right. the at the same time, to do that justice, yeah, that would be really because it's just so full. It is so full. Yeah, there's so much in there, and it's yeah. it's great. And because it's so beloved, like. You're going to have to cut a lot of that out, which is going to make the fans disappointed, you know, because yeah. like like maybe your favorite was the Harley Quinn segment. If they cut that, that sucks for you, you know, like whatever you would because there's so much going on in that book. They, some of it's going to get lost. A lot of those characters are going to get cut out. And that's part of the fun of the book is that they're all there. Yeah, I always think of that Harley Quinn segment when I think of Harley Quinn, of her like flipping around on the stage. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it just how Jim Lee draws her. I was just, I just remember thinking, I was like, God, this is perfect. Like, it's just so cool her character in that scene. Yes, yes, yes. You mustn't, mustn't cut that. Yeah. So we we'll demand. see. Death in the Family. 
I don't know. I feel like we got the only part of Death in the Family that matters in Under the Red Hood. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to mention we've seen so many kind of um, hints or portions of that story just through even the video games, uh, you know, through Arkham Knight and and other stories. I, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, like – it doesn't. It doesn't seem that necessary to do that. But I mean, it has obviously become one of those quintessential stories. So it seems like they're aiming to tackle most of these, anyways. Yeah. You know. Well, and I also heard a rumor, and it might actually be confirmed now. I have no idea, but uh, that the Return of the Caped Crusaders animated movie will indeed be in theaters, like The Killing Joke. Oh, no way. Yeah. Someone yeah, tweeted me that it was going to be just like Killing Joke through Fathom Events, so I hope that is true because I will be there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, lo- I love that they're doing that. Like, it, it seems, you know, like a great way to just get kind of like us, you know, the smaller audience and make it this really nice celebration of, of that content, you know? That's well, cool. exactly. I mean, and I kind of feel like it's free money because, of course, we're all going to buy it, but. Right. We're going to go to the theater and see it and still buy it. So it's not like they're losing out on us buying the the Blu-ray by putting it in theaters. They're just going to get us to pay for it twice because I totally will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's just good business. <laughs> they're um, using their noggins. They are. Uh, anyway, a uh, quick couple little things about uh, video games. So... Batman, the Telltale series, uh, episode one has already been out there, uh, except for me, who has a PlayStation 3. Um, but episode <laughs> two is coming on September 20th, um, and that's going to be called Children of Arkham. And then the disc version comes out next week, also on the 13th, same day as Mechs versus Mutants. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mechs versus something. Mutants. So yeah, on that day... Aside from picking up Batman Unlimited Mechs vs. Mutants, you can also get um, the disc for Batman the Telltale game. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's, it was saying that it's going to debut ahead of public launch at this crowdplay event at PAX West oh. uh, in, in a, the Wyvern Theater at the Westin. Yeah, it's this whole – so that's kind of interesting that they're, they're doing this whole crowd, this new crowdplay play. Uh, deal with Telltale Games, so I don't know. Yeah, look, interesting. Look, look up more details on that. Um, but yeah, that's supposed to. Oh, it already happened. What am I talking about? Saturday, September third. So that <laughs> that it's already passed. So hopefully it was cool if you were there. Uh, but yeah, there were there were apparently a bunch of giveaways in the audience, and it was hosted uh, by Dan Casey from the Nerdist. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of kind of neat they're doing premieres like that of the uh next episode so pretty cool yeah i i can't wait to to hear how that is um is it is getting released on the playstation 3 did we already discuss that yes it is okay so okay, good. i can finally play it what last hurrah eh, andy exactly <laughs> although i don't think i have the memory on my playstation 3 to play it so that's my own my other concern is i'm going to try to download it have no memory and then have to figure out things to erase yeah, yeah, it'll just show it. And then even when you do that, it'll just have a sad face on the screen. It'll yeah, it'll be like, Andy, it. stop being cheap and just buy a PlayStation 4. <laughs> well, good good news. Uh, they have, I think Sony just announced it, their, their newest PlayStation 4, which is like the smaller. They always do the smaller versions of them. 
and it's going to be compatible with um, uh, the HD. Oh, we talked about this at Tacomics. You already know this, but uh, yes, yeah. So it's 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 going to be compatible with HD, um, uh, true HD. I think is what it's called, um, Blu-rays or is it Blu-ray? I don't remember. I don't have one of those TVs, so it's the four the four K um, TVs. So. Yeah, so that's kind of neat that they have that whole thing going. So maybe an ex- a good excuse to to finally get the upgrade there, Andy. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I just I just know I will never play it, so yeah. it's, it makes it hard to do that. Yeah, it's still three like three hundred bucks, so I understand. So uh, speaking of of these video games, so in May, um, Warner Brothers announced Batman: Return to Arkham, which was a newly remastered HD versions of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for Xbox One and PlayStation Four. And when they announced it, they released some footage, and apparently the footage was really crappy. I do remember looking at the comparison and going, um, "It looks worse." And so apparently WB games heard that. And so they delayed it. And now uh, they've released a new trailer with the new version, the newly remastered version and the new release date of October 18th. So uh, you can find the graphics comparison online. Um, Have you taken a look at this? Yeah, it it, honestly, I mean, it definitely has, um, the polish, more of the polish that Arkham Knight has. It's, um, you know, like some of the backgrounds in, in the Arkham games, they, you know, they kind of blurred them out, which helped them save some of the processing time, you know, but some of the like wetness effects, you know, some of the sheens on the streets. And it's those kind of elements that really stand out. Um, but personally, it's like these games already looked really good for their time. Um, so I never felt like, oh, they really suffered. You know, yeah, now yeah. They, 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 you know, like I guess going back and playing them again just for nostalgia's sake, you know, it would be cool to check these out. But yeah, it, there's like if the the early stuff looked so bad, you know, I could see more of a draw to it. But for me, I'm just kind of like, well, it looks it looks better, but not so. It never looked horrible to begin with. You know what I mean? So right, right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I guess I guess that's another excuse to try and get me to buy a PlayStation Four. Yeah, yeah, they're they're working. Not they're, saying it's going to happen, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's something. It is. It's something. It, it looks. It definitely looks better. It looks better than the previous deal they released. Because yeah, that was that was not very good. Not very appealing. Previously, this is better. It's pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on from video games, a little bit of merchandise news. Uh, a new Legion of Collectors box is coming, uh, and this one is themed to the Batman villains. Mm. So it's similar to Loot Crate. You know, they release a uh, themed box every month, uh, or every other month, excuse me. And... Um, so anyway, the, the first box was released in March. It was Batman v Superman. Other themes have included DC TV, Suicide Squad, and this month's Women of DC. So November's box is Batman Villains. Very so cool. you can purchase these boxes individually prior to the month. Uh, so you can go to Legion of Collectors to reserve your box. The link is on the BatmanUniverse.net website. Yeah, buddy. And mentioning Loot Crate, apparently the September Loot Crate is going to have some sort of exclusive Batman item. 
Oh my goodness. So you have to sign up by the 19th of September. That still gives you some time if you want an exclusive Batman item in September's Loot Crate. And can you buy single boxes for Loot Crate? I don't think so. I think it's the, the package deal. I mean, there might be a loophole where, like, if people don't want it as much, they'll sell it online. But you know, right. gonna, you're gonna you're gonna pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So you might might just get this subscription. Well, I, I subscribed for a while, and then it, yeah. it and it expired, and I didn't renew. Um, but no, oh, they're they're tempting <sighs> me with Batman because the photo it's Batman eighty nine. Ah. Uh. So it doesn't seem like it's just any old Batman. Like it's it's a picture of the Batwing from Batman eighty nine. Yeah, I, it is honestly, yeah, it, it's kind of funny because the, the the picture is a bit misleading because there's no way that the, the the thing that they're showing could be the caliber of the thing in the loot crate box like that. I know. You know, you know what I mean? It just looks way too good. Like unless they like repainted it and added a bunch of. I don't know. It just looks it looks great, honestly. And and not to say that Loot Crate you don't get good stuff, but generally it's kind of a little bit, you know. Yeah, you, it's, it's affordable. Yeah. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but, I'm but so curious. Oh no, you wait, wait. Oh, wait. No, so, it looks like you can buy a one. It looks like one? you can buy one for 19.95. I just love the reactions. Like, there's this person that just literally just says the f word. Now I got to sign up, <laughs> like <laughs> on on Twitter. It's hilarious. Like, people are just like you. Like, I just always Bastards. love that that torn feeling where it's like you're basically handing over your money and you're like, I hate you. You know that, right? You you know that I can't resist this. And they're like, Yeah, we know. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Now that's just fine. give us your money. <laughs> oh my god yeah it, is, it, it looks really cool i'm really excited to see i mean it's it's a it's a great tease i don't know if that's what it's gonna be but it's a great tease i know it's hard to tell like exactly like what if it shows up and it's something like really lame like you you put a picture of the freaking batwing from batman 89 like that's what's gonna get me to yeah to do deliver. this yeah yeah it's gotta deliver because we've seen them, them do that kind of bait and switch nonsense not specifically loot crate but you know some of these sign up box services where they're like yeah look how great it is and then like by the third month you're like i literally don't like anything in this so like why what what have what have i done well i uh, had fun regifting it to you guys that's true yeah we always appreciate i'd like, always keep you know i'd keep a couple that i was like oh that's awesome that's awesome that's awesome and then that was i'm like what's fallout i don't know what this is here you guys want this <laughs> Happy birthday once again. Here you go. There's, there's you. You really are the true Santa Claus in in this oh, oh, whole in all of our oh, friendship. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's uh, there. I, thank goodness I don't have room in my apartment for that stuff. I have to be very selective because the loot crate would ruin me. That's I, that's out. why I let it expire. Is because I yeah. don't have room. Yeah, even if you like it, it's like uh, I I only have one shelf and a wall. Of like all my stuff, mm-hmm. and to keep it from being just this populated mess of junk, like cool junk, but junk, you know, I have to keep it organized, and so yeah, there's just no way. So yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that is all the. Oh wait, wait, wait. 
forgot there's one more thing. What's that? There is Batman Day. Oh my gosh, Batman Day. Because Batman Day is coming right up, and I wanted to share the details. Yes, please do. All right, so Batman Day is coming up on September 17th. So that is next week. Uh, is that next Saturday? Uh, I, think I think it's Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. I, I'm out of t- I remember I was out of town. I don't know if it was the last one or the one before. I think it was probably both, but I'm out of town again. Oh, uh, I'm out of town as well. Where are you going? A wedding. Oh. In Montana. All right, nice. Yeah. Um, so here is the uh, here's what DC Entertainment has released about Batman Day. To commemorate Batman Day this year, fans will receive a copy of Batman Number One from this year's DC Rebirth, written by Tom King and illustrated by David Finch, Matt Banning, and Jordi Belair. Uh, major retailers including Pottery Barn Kids, Barnes and Noble, Pottery Barn Kids, not not two different things. One thing, Pottery Barn Kids. I didn't know there was such a thing. Neither did I. I yeah, that was, I was about to say, what? Are you I sure know. that's right? Apparently it's a thing. Um, Pottery Barn Kids, Barnes & Noble, and Books A Million, as well as hundreds of schools and public libraries will host fan events with activities at locations nationwide, and Six Flags Parks across the U.S. will distribute free copies of Batman Number 1. Batman fans will be able to download for a free family-friendly Batman Day activity kit, including activity sheets, trivia, and games. Digital readers can get on the Batman Day fun through two massive digital comic sales. From September 13th through the 19th, the Road to Batman Day sale will offer 15 ebooks and 100 digital periodical issues featuring iconic Batman titles like Batman Hush, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Ebooks will be on sale for $5.99, and periodicals will have a 75% discount. Then on Batman Day itself, on the 17th, Batman Volume 7 Endgame and Batman Adventures Volume 1 will be on sale for $3.99 each. Pretty solid, man. A lot of really great deals there. Yeah. Man, I this is one of those things that I think I always think about. Like, you know, certain content you're like, oh, you know, like if I had kids, that'd be perfect. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Because, and this is like one of those things I always think about. I mean, obviously, they're catering it towards you know, families and things like that with, you know, Pottery Barn kids being out there in the world that we didn't know existed. And uh, and this is one of those things that, I mean, I would enjoy it if I wasn't out of town anyway. But I, I, I always think of the future, like, if, as long as this is still going, when I have kids, like, this is going to be an awesome thing. I'll be like, oh, guys, let's... Uh, we're gather gather around, everyone. We're going to go out for Batman Day. And it's going to be the whole day. And they'll probably all hate it. Uh, is my guess, but they better know, Papa, not. Papa Magoo is going to drag him through it, kicking and screaming. <laughs> Papa Magoo. Papa Magoo. Oh, Papa Magoo. Good old Papa Magoo. <laughs> Feels like I'm Italian or something. For I don't know. Pa- I guess Papa is not a specific Italian thing, or but it feels like it. Why? Why is that, Andy? It's is like it just. I don't know. My... No, it does. It does. It's like Papa Murphy, I guess, or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. weird. But anyway, Papa Magoo, either way, will be dragging all of them. So so, uh, so you heard it here, kids, first, future children. That's this future is the children. That, I, that I have marked for you to have to endure and hopefully enjoy Batman Day. And for all of you parents out there, I hope you do the same and uh, drag your kids kicking and screaming or, you know, 
uh, lovingly skipping to your Pottery Barn kids to enjoy Batman Day. But to all of you out there who will be enjoying it, uh, happy Batman Day, Bat Chums. That is going to be awesome. I know. So coming up next week, uh, very exciting. I do not see Sprinkles Cupcakes on here. As, oh, right. Because last year they had Batman Day Cupcakes, and it was awesome. And you partook. And I partook. Um, yes. And so that makes me a little sad. Or maybe they are doing it again. It's just not in here. If you want all the details on Batman Day, uh, go to thebatmanuniverse.net, and you will see it right there. So um, that is where we are going to wrap up this episode of the we Batman have, Universe. We do have listener feedback. Oh, do we? We do. We have a Please couple. Please share, because I a, I didn't see it. hefty ones. Yeah, we have a couple hefty ones. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, yeah, wimpy, some, wimpy. Some, yeah. <laughs> so the first one's from Ryan Lavat. Uh, I believe Ryan has written us before. He says, welcome back after that well-deserved break, guys. I don't know about that, but thank you. Uh, I'm currently playing catch-up after a break myself, hearing what you guys had said about Suicide Squad. I agree. It wasn't a terrible film, but it did have some issues. Like BVS, I understood where some of the critical stuff was coming from, but not the outright hatred for this movie. I'm writing this just after just listening to episode 167, and I'm assuming that the next current episode will be discussing or at least mentioning the Ben Affleck posts of Deathstroke that seem to have caused the internet to explode. You are indeed right, sir. Uh, I was very excited to see this footage, whether it was a screen test or a post-credit scene for Justice League, with the rumors flying around that Deathstroke is the lead villain for the Batman, which I have no problem with. It does raise a few questions considering some other rumors, mainly the one of Deathstroke being the antagonist for Suicide Squad 2, which supposedly shoots in spring of 2017. Although I don't have an issue with any of those, I am concerned with the seemingly speeding up of these movies, Man of Two still being... Man of Steel 2 being set up for pre-production, the Flash shooting in early 2017, as well as the aforementioned Suicide Squad 2, and I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two others. I am a fan of the DCU, despite its flaws. I just hope that Warner Brothers and DC Films aren't pushing these movies out as fast as they can to catch up with Marvel because the end product could ultimately suffer. I can't understand wanting to strike... While the iron is hot to capture the essence of a movie for a sequel, rushing out movies trying to get the audience but giving out lackluster stories for these amazing characters will only turn fans away if the results seem rushed, which Suicide Squad seemed to be according to some people. I'm aware that the movie business can change at a moment's notice, so I'm not too concerned. Just sharing my thoughts with fellow DCU and DC Comics fans. Keep up the great work, and sorry for the length of this message, Ryan. Uh, well put. I think that's... Those are, <laughs> I think those are interesting concerns. Andy, do you have thoughts on on these opinions? Yeah, I, I mean, I totally get the point in that, you know, you don't want to rush it because it in, in to catch up because sometimes the quality will suffer. I totally get that. But at the same time, um, I, we've waited so long for it that I'm greedy and I don't mind getting two movies a year or maybe even three. Um, and hopefully these course corrections that they're already making are going to do better to uh, improve the reputation of the DC films. So, I mean, yes, slow down if necessary. If a movie's not ready, don't rush into it and make it just to make it. But at the same time, uh, if, you know, I feel like there's been enough time built into the schedule to really commit to these movies. And so I'm not as concerned, especially because as we already mentioned that they're already making some changes in order to, uh, to improve what people think. So, uh, 
don't do it just to do it because you're right. That could end in a bad movie and then, you know, things just get worse. But uh, I'm personally, as a fan, I'm, I'm happy to get two movies a year. I agree. I agree with everything you said. And I, I'm not too concerned either just because now they're not they're not starting new. You know, they're building now. So, right, right. So if things aren't working, they can make adjustments, but it's like these guys are cast. They have the look figured out. It's just so much harder to start something that they know they're going to build so much on, which I think just really takes so much longer. You know, I mean, I think that's, I think that's why these films already have taken a long time is because it's like figuring out how to handle the, the story, the gravity and the size of these things is really difficult but now that they figured out what is working and what is maybe not working with the fans, I think all they have to do and what they're doing and what they've been doing with Justice League is, is do some of those tweaks. Suicide Squad is the same story. I think that they see what's working, what's not. So it's while these other characters, we have yet to see more of their backstory, they are still established to some degree that it's not – I don't feel like it's as much time – consumption and going is this right is this what we want to do is this how we want to do it it's really just focusing on making a good movie and telling a good story so yeah i i don't think that uh hopefully it doesn't take as long and so i don't i don't fear that that will be at the sacrifice of the movie and honestly these guys are smart if they feel like they're sacrificing you know the quality of a movie for for schedule They'll pull it, you know. They'll push it back a little bit, you know, if it's early enough. That I mean, they did. They did it with BVS. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can argue. You can argue whether it worked or not, but they did it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. They 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 definitely they push it back a ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so yeah, that I I wouldn't fear that too much. These these guys know that these are really. I mean, uh, we know in history, Warner Brothers has been single handedly saved by the Batman franchise. Wasn't it eighty nine that I think. Was the, was the reason that they were that Warner Brothers was really staying afloat? I think. Oh, I, was, I don't know. Yeah, because they t- they talk about it in the the Warner Brothers Studio tour, and it's something I didn't know about. And they basically were saying like that most of the movies uh, around that time were were not doing well, and there was a lot of financial troubles, and the Batman franchise is what was helping keep them going because it was just doing so well still, and they were like, we got this bedrock to fall back on so yeah they they know how important these things are they're not going to take them lightly so yeah but thanks thanks uh ryan it's a very very good uh and interesting opinion and uh yeah good to, good to hear what you guys think about that stuff as well one more from mary or marie i'm not sure if i'm saying that right uh, you'd think with a name like m-a-r-i-e you'd be able to pronounce it right but i'm magoo and it's tough for me uh so anyway hey guys long wait glad to hear you're back I liked uh, Suicide Squad. I felt it was meant to be a more entertaining film. And after BVS, we needed a change of pace. The story was very simple, which shouldn't have confused anyone. I think the focus on this film was always supposed to be the characters. I think Warner Brother noticed the film's strength were the characters, and they had the marketing focus on the different characters, who they were, and their interactions with each other. So I wasn't surprised that they were the highlight of the film. Still, I would have liked a major plot twist thrown at the characters, but I won't complain. I do agree with many out there that there wasn't enough Joker to really get a feel for his new interpretation. I agree with Jamie that there wasn't a build-up to him. Rather, you just had the Joker appear, so we do need to see more of him before any comparisons can be made to previous incarnations. I also believe that many of his scenes were cut due to the abusive nature of his relationship with Harley. That's something I was worried about when I watched the film with 
two other female family members who would have no knowledge of these characters previously. Uh, I think if the film had shown that side of Mad Love, I definitely would have heard some complaints on that, even though it would have been true to their relationship. Plus, can you imagine how much more backlash Warner Brother and DC would have gotten promoting quote-unquote abuse? It's a difficult thing, and I think they did what they felt was best. Hopefully the cousins can make it to Blu-ray. Also, I'm a Gambit fan. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Yes, there are dozens of us. Uh, as well and want to eventually see him in live action at some point in my lifetime. At this pace, we may never know. If it's having this much trouble, maybe it's just not meant to be, at least not right now. I'm not a fan of Channing Tatum, so imagine my excitement fall to disappointment from initial announcement to casting. All we can do is wait and see. Sorry for the long response. Enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. Uh, Thank you, uh, Marie. That is... Uh, great to hear that you are a Gambit fan. Even though this is a Batman podcast, it's okay. We can spread our love a little bit for Gambit out there. He's a pretty cool character if you guys haven't checked him out. Uh, and yeah, I think um, you know great points with, um, with uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, we obviously talked about this last time and how it's really tough to find um, the middle ground with uh, uh, Joker and Harley and their relationship cinematically. is a very tricky thing. Um, Andy, do you have anything to add or any any commentary on? No, I mean I'm just happy to get another Gambit fan out there to join the family. Yes, happy to have you. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean that has been highly speculated that a lot of the Joker stuff that was shot was some of the more abusive things between him and Harley. Um, I think you know that's that's definitely possible. Uh, so. You know, I, I can kind of see why they made that decision because it could have been controversial. So. Uh, I guess we'll see what's on the Blu-ray when that comes out. Yes, we shall. It'll be very interesting to see how much, you know, makes it on that on that Blu-ray, too. I, I, I'll be interested to see if they really take every deleted scene. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's stuff they withhold. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure help. there'll be some, but yeah. I don't think it'll be all. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have kind of a stranglehold on that, you know, which, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, so there we go. Thank you guys for writing in. We appreciate it. We are happy to be back, but that is now where we will actually wrap up this episode. Indeed. Uh, so make sure you do go to the batmanuniverse.net to check out all the news there, all the other podcasts, all the fun things that you can find there. And while you're there, uh, if you could make a contribution to help with our server costs, that is, of course, greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, if you can't get enough Batman talk, you can also check out my other show, Holy Batcast. Um, most recently, we actually just did a show talking about uh, the recent Rebirth titles around Batman. So we talked about Batman, Nightwing, and Detective Comics. And I'll tell you what I just told Jamie. If you're not reading Detective, you're missing out. It's awesome. I got to get in there. So if you are a... uh, uh, If you are a comic reader and you don't get enough comic (laughs) talk, you can check that out there. Um... Anyway, uh, if you'd like to follow me on uh, social media, you can follow me. Just search for my name, Andy D. Genova, on Twitter or on Instagram. Jamie uh, goes by Batman Pop-Tart on Twitter and on, and on Instagram, so you can follow him there. But uh, that is where we are going to put a pin in it. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next time with all the Batman news that's fit to discuss here on the Batman Universe.
There it is. There it is. It's a trademark now. Dang it. The Batman universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. It's just not the same being being so far away. I know. I know. I just imagine you're here, and what do we... I normally sit like this, right? I'm at the standard podcasting position. Assume which, you know, the standard podcasting you, position. You'll just have, you'll just, that's right. And you'll just have to trust me when I say it's it's a half Andy, you can you can validate this. This is it's a it's a half squat, half bench press is how I would describe how oh, it's Oh, obviously. <laughs>